We're going to continue this series that we've started, uh, The Messianic Jewish Life. Uh, last week, actually, if you remember, we began three weeks again focused on how does one come into right relationship with God. And you may say, why do you keep repeating this? It's because, as many of you know from an email recently sent out, uh, people get confused. And, um, and it's unfortunate. Uh, what's also very unfortunate is, is we're going to talk about this today, is I think that it's very, very hard for a person to come into right relationship with God. And yet it is absolutely so easy for a person to come in right relationship with God. Why? It's because it has nothing to do with us. That's extremely important. God himself saves us. Something that it's extremely difficult really to, to understand. Because the scriptures teach very clearly all are welcome. Anyone. Anyone can believe just by choosing, right? But yet at the same time, the scriptures make it very clear that unless the Father, Yeshua says this, unless the Father draws people, they're not going to become believers. That seems extremely paradoxical. But it's the truth. So we spoke about the fact that by faith we can become righteous. We're going to talk about that again in a moment. But last week and this week, we're focusing on what does it mean to, to live out our lives as people that have been redeemed, all right? And so that's why the title, A Life of Faith Demonstrates a Working Faith. A person that has truly come into right relationship with God, they will do things naturally, all right? Being made righteous comes only by God's righteous action. We talked about that while I was waiting for my notes. If you are here and you say, yes, I believe in Yeshua, if you, you say, yes, I, I accept the fact that Yeshua the Messiah died for my sins, I know that I am forgiven of my sins because I have accepted Yeshua's atonement. That's something that God made happen in you. Couldn't do it on your own. You can't do enough good deeds to make yourself righteous before God. We talked about that for about three weeks, okay? The good news, the Besorah in the Hebrew, is that God brings us into right relationship with God with him despite our sinfulness, without our own effort, solely through our faith in Messiah Yeshua's atonement. All right, that has been our consistent theme. As I mentioned, I got this, pulled some of this from my Galatians sermon several, couple years ago. It is all about coming into right relationship with God despite ourselves. When I decided that I would accept Yeshua, when I decided that I would believe, it was because God had made it so overwhelmingly clear to me that Yeshua was indeed the Messiah, that his, uh, that his death provided for the forgiveness of my sins. Crystal clear. I either had to reject what I knew to be true or believe in it. I chose to believe. I've known people that have come right up to that moment and have rejected it. They rejected it because it's inconvenient, because it'll get them in trouble with their family members, because they don't want to give up living their life their way. It's sad. And again, as just to cap this off again, efforts of any kind do not make us righteous before God. God's righteousness is available for those who will believe in it. And I hate to tell you this, there's not very many people. It's a billion, 1.4 billion Catholics, I think. 
but I'm sorry, 1.4 billion Christians, but there are, I think, about 700 million Catholics. In Catholicism, the gospel's in there. You just have to like peel through a lot of layers to find it because they've got all this tradition. But it doesn't, but if you don't do that, you're religious, but you're still dead. <laughs> you're religious, but you're spiritually still dead. You know, the gospel's in Judaism. It's very interesting. The more you, you scroll down, now Judaism doesn't accept Yeshua, but the idea of people coming into right relationship with, by, with God by faith, really, believe it or not, that's a Jewish concept. But it's shrouded over with all these issues related to doing mitzvot and just living Jewish life and, and the fact that God is somewhat transcendent today in Jewish thought. In this phrase, I want you to please remember this and know it. The act uh, by which God brings people into right relationship with himself is justification. God takes us from a position of spiritual death, as we're going to talk about in a moment, and makes us spiritually alive. That's his act. He does that. He does that on his own. He does it when by faith we believe in Yeshua's atonement. That act is justification. To be justified means that our status with God has changed. He now looks at us as righteous. When I find believers that struggle with feeling like they're righteous before God or that God really looks at them positively, it's because I don't think they get this. Do you understand today God looks at you as righteous? Do you understand that? If you have come to believe in Messiah Yeshua's atonement, your status before God is one of justified. He looks at you as thoroughly, completely righteous as if you'd never sinned. We're going to see a short video because I want to try and help us understand what it means to go from death to life. scene, isn't it? One man crazy, three very sane spectators.
illustration for uh, dead to life and I thought that's not bad if you know the backstory you know that uh, you know that the Dr. Francis Frankenstein went around and it robbed graves and if you look you can see the uh, the suture marks he took a dead body and I think possibly more than one to create a monster that he then makes alive that's pretty dead and then it comes to life. Turn with me Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. <clears throat> and what I really want to get across this morning is the fact that if you are here and you are a follower of Messiah Yeshua, you have accepted that Yeshua is indeed the one who has provided for you your atonement so that you can have your sins forgiven that you're now alive in a way you weren't before. That, that God has done something in you to absolutely, fundamentally change you. Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to take a look in uh, verses, we're going to read verses, uh, basically we're going to read verse 2, 1 through 3 real quick. It says, You are dead in your trespasses and sins, at that time you walked in the way of this world in conformity to the ruler of the domain of the air, the ruler of the spirit who is now operating in the sons of disobedience. We too all lived among them in the cravings of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and the mind. By nature we were children of wrath, just like the others. There's a lot to be said there. There's a lot to be said there. This is going to be our base verse at the end of the chapter. But let's focus on this. We are God's creation, but how did we become God's creation? Well, a long time ago, Adam and Eve, right? But spiritually speaking, there is a recreation. And as it says up here, before our faith in Messiah Yeshua, we were spiritually dead to God. Do you remember what it was like for you before you were a believer in Yeshua? Do you remember what it was like? Hopefully you do. I think for some people, especially those who are born within faith, they have a hard time really becoming believers because they take it all for granted. You know that it's very interesting. When you look at wealthy families, they have a hard time holding on to the money. Why? They take it all for granted. I think uh, I don't think there's a single Van single Vanderbilt. I think it's, I don't think there's a single Vanderbilt today who's a millionaire, and yet at one point he was a wealth, one of the wealthiest people in the whole world. Why they squandered their money because they took it all for granted. Half of the children of first generation believers in Yeshua do not come to faith in Jesus. They don't become believers themselves. Why? Bad parenting and the kids take it for granted. If you were here today and you cannot recall what life was like before you came into right relationship with God, you need to ask yourself the question, do I really believe? 
I was 15 and a half when I became a believer in Yeshua, and I can absolutely tell you what life was like before I was a believer. I was lost. I was, had no desire to follow God with my life. I wasn't a bad person, but it was, it, there was a, I, yeah, my mindset, my passions, my desires were not focused on God and living for him and, and any of that stuff. I had my own objectives in mind. There was also a sense of hopelessness, an angst that I had. And when I came to accept Yeshua, the, one of the things that was critical in my mind was that it was a moment in time where I had to literally surrender before God to the truth that I knew was real. And I went from literally darkness to light. In a moment in time, I remember vividly how everything went from this, this difficult confused mindset, fighting against the reality of who God is, and then the moment I believed, it was like a release. How about you? Do you remember what it was like to be spiritually dead? Because if you really can't remember what it was like when you were spiritually dead, there's a chance you're not a believer. Because maybe you really don't understand what it means to be spiritually alive. Now, that's between you and God. But I want to point out that all people are born spiritually dead. It's bad news and good news. Bad news in a sense that we're all in the same boat. God in his love chose to redeem dead people, including us. Including us. Take a look now at verses 4 through 10. It says, But God was rich in mercy, Because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Messiah. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Messiah Yeshua to show in the Olom Haba, the world to come, the measureless richness of his grace and kindness toward us in Messiah Yeshua. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is not based on deeds so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship. God, on his initiative only, chose to save you. You are unique because God chose to save you if you are indeed a believer. Yes, from our perspective, we had to choose. But for a moment... Do you recognize the unique grace of God shown to you? That God redeemed you. I got an older brother, Joe, not a believer. I got my cousin, Steve, I love him, not a believer. They know these truths. They don't believe it. My buddy Jeff, who's a rabbi in the area, he and I talk all the time. He knows this. He doesn't choose to believe it. He's dead. Dead in his trespasses and sin. (laughs) But I believed. Not because I'm great. I, I believed, and from God's perspective, He saved me. Because it wasn't really about me. God did this to make us spiritually alive. Before our faith in Messiah, we're spiritually dead. After we come to faith in Messiah, Yeshua, we become spiritually alive. 
eventually going to deal with this when it comes to the point of the Spirit. The book of Galatians is all about the fact that if a person has come into right relationship with God, the Spirit of God is within them. And the Spirit of God is a sign of the fact that you're spiritually alive. If for whatever reason you feel spiritually dead, then you need to give consideration as to whether or not you are truly spiritually alive. If you have no passion for God, no passion to read his scriptures, maybe it's because you've got sin in your life. Repent. Confess it. Get your act together as a follower of Messiah. If you say, I believe. But recognize, recognize that if you really believe you're going from death to life. Anybody know what this is? What? <laughs> it's a Van Gogh. It's a famous Van Gogh, all right? It's a masterpiece. Do you know when it says in the Greek here, it says in chapter 2, verse 10, for we are his workmanship. I mean, the, the Greek word there is used of a masterpiece. Again, if you go, I'm, what am I? I'm nothing. You've got to understand, God saved you. God grabbed you. God seeks to change you through his spirit because God has made you a masterpiece. Now, how long does it take to paint the picture? I don't know. I don't know how to paint. But does it happen immediately? Do you think that Van Gogh had his masterpiece in mind when he started painting it? You know, say Mozart. They say Mozart could hear his music in his head. He, 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 you know, he, it's all in his head. He could hear it already. God, in essence, looks at you and he says, you're an amazing masterpiece before me. You're a work of art. Do you see yourself that way? Do you appreciate yourself that way? Let's uh, watch one more video. I'm going to wrap this up, believe it or not. If you are paying attention, I was looking for something a little bit better, but it's the best I can find. If you paid attention, that video is scary for all kinds of reasons, all right? But they are creating a form of semi-organic life for a purpose. A robot's supposed to do what it's told to do, right? Has no thinking of its own. God created man 
And man has no choice but to do exactly what God tells him to do, right? No. Remember uh, Romans 12. You know, the living sacrifice on the altar, the problem with the living sacrifice, it crawls off the altar a lot. God created us for a purpose, the purpose of doing God's work. We talked about that before. You know, some people argue being versus doing. You're, if you've come into right relationship with God, you are positionally justified, you are righteous before God, you're in relationship with God. But for what purpose? For the purpose of doing good work. The believing life is being in relationship with God and doing the work of the Lord as he has you created you to do. People struggle with this. People really struggle. Why they struggle with this, it's frustrating to me. I have a hard time understanding it, to be quite honest with you. We have a responsibility. Yeshua the Messiah didn't die for you, so you can do whatever you want. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's not why he died. He died so that you could fulfill God's expectations for your life, which is the best way to live your life. Ephesians 2.10, where we are as workmanship created for the purpose of doing good works, mitzvot, service for the Lord. And it is our responsibility, not my responsibility as, well, you're the rabbi, we pay you to do that. You pay me nothing anyway. <laughs> but the bottom line is, is that it's not my job. I stand up here, I could sit down there in a pew just like you and say the exact same things. We together are responsible. I have a different task or two to do, whether I like it or not. But we all have a responsibility to serve the Lord, to, to, to do his work on our jobs, in our neighborhoods, among our family members, you know, within our community. Truth is, is that, you know, again, you think about it, it's like if we don't value what we have, we're not going to have it. That's how communities work too, quite frankly. And then destiny... You know, this whole coronavirus, my biggest prayer is that, is that it just gives a sucker punch to America to humble us. Wouldn't it be amazing if Americans actually were humbled, especially the believing community? And we realize it's not about showing up for a service for an hour or two once a week. It's about deep personal relationship with one another in the name of the Lord our God. It's about getting involved in the lives of one another. It's involved, it involves being a testimony to those around us. It means serving one another, which we talked about last week. Do we really understand what it means to be that masterpiece? From God's perspective, the masterpiece sits on the wall in a set when we think about masterpieces. But God's masterpieces are like those created bugs, or they're not those things. They're doing stuff. You know, we're, we're out there doing stuff that glorifies God, that impacts the lives of people for him, not for ourselves. The reality of our faith in Messiah Yeshua is proven by the actions of our lives. It's proven by the actions of our lives. If you were to go to court, could they convict you of being a believer in Yeshua based on what you do? That's the question. If you're not, then you probably are not. 
Faith alone, Messiah Yeshua's atonement brings justification. That's the point again and again I've made. Your effort of any kind, including observing the Torah, does not provide justification. And I think Eric pointed that out very well earlier. Living a genuine life of faith in Messiah Yeshua will lead to real transformation in your life, resulting in righteous action. If you are here and you have been a believer for 30 years and you don't read your Bible on a regular basis, you're a baby believer after 30 years? Read your Bible. You don't know what your spiritual gift is? We're going to talk about it, but I'll tell you why you don't know. If you don't know, it's because you don't do anything. Not really. The only way you learn what your spiritual gifts are is you submit to learning what they are within community, by the way. Real transformation comes when we become believers. Why? Because the Spirit of God is within us, and all he wants to do is to transform us into being the masterpiece God wants us to be. So, Messianic Jewish life is not what you know, it's who you know. Are you spiritually dead or alive? If you don't know God, if you're not in personal relationship with him through your faith in Messiah Yeshua, it's time to become a believer already. Two, the Messianic Jewish life is knowing God leads to serving God and others. It, it is true, whatever we do for the Lord must be for him, we all get the, the, the benefit, right? Because as we serve God, God generally wants us to do that service in the lives of other people. People that God cares about. Are you embracing your spiritual responsibility to live out God's destiny for you? And God's destiny for you is to become that masterpiece. To become that masterpiece. Let's close in a word of prayer. God, we thank you for the fact that you are God. We thank you for difficult times because really they shake us up. Hopefully make us closer to you, deepen our trust in you. God, we thank you for the fact that through our faith in Messiah Yeshua, we have been made alive. God, I pray that you would change us, transform us, deepen our relationship with you through your spirit. And again, in all these things, we give you thanks. We bless you for your tremendous love and grace that has made all this possible for us. Help us to live lives worthy of our Messiah's death. We pray this in Yeshua's name.